0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: This is Southern New England's only home for Sporting News Radio. AM 1320, The Drive, W-A-R-L, Attleboro, Providence. Sporting News Radio. It's Revolution Recap, a weekly
0: review of the New England Revolution and Major League Soccer on WARL 1320 The Drive, with your host, Sean Donahue.
2: Welcome to Revolution Recap. We're here every Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. reviewing the latest action of the New England Revolution and Major League Soccer on AM 1320, as well as over the internet at 1320thedrive.com. Joining me today in studio is Walter Silva of WJFD FM 97.3, as well as the Portuguese Times and... uh, Walter, uh, last night uh, The first playoff game for the Revs Against the Metro Stars away uh, on the turf A uh, rainy game, a slobby game um, The Revs haven't played well on turf this season And they came away with a one nothing loss Against the Metro Stars uh, Disappointing result And I thought the Revs really deserved to to go away with a loss Because they, they really didn't play well
0: Well, uh, the revolution the last couple of games Even though the last game at home I liked the revolution the way they played Uh, But uh, the last couple of games uh, away from home New England didn't look that good And especially uh, in the Giants stadium uh, New England hasn't done too good lately And I think the turf is not that a good place For the New England Revolution to play But we still have the game at home So uh, next Saturday uh, the Revolution is going to have An hour and a half to, to show them that the Revolution was a better team than the Metro Stars during the season, and I think the revolution has everything that takes but don't forget the players have to put it out because uh, they have to show they were the best team in the East, so they have to play hard as they did throughout the season uh, so But the game didn't look too good the revolution midfield didn't, the midfield didn't play too good uh, Dempsey it was not the same player he was at the beginning of the season. Uh, Hernandez didn't play a good game and uh, overall I think New England missed uh, Jose Cancel in midfield
2: well certainly as you mentioned it is only a one nothing loss and they do have the home leg coming up uh, obviously a one nothing loss it could have been worse if Matt Reese didn't come up with a few big saves and I, I think with the one nothing loss You've seen uh, many teams do it in the past Only once have the higher seeded team Been upset in the first round And that was the Revs who did the upsetting in that game So certainly history is in the Revs' favor uh, When it comes to this series And winning it uh, the home leg uh,
0: Exactly, uh, but uh, one thing The Revolution has got to be careful Is Dorkayev and, and uh, Mado Guevara uh, I think that These two players have to be watched Every time New York's got the ball uh, Special past midfield uh, the New England Revolution is gonna has to pay attention to, to Dorkayev because he's a very experienced player, and if New England leaves him wandering around throughout the whole game, uh, he can burn you. It takes one play and he can burn you. This guy is good. This guy is a, a French international, and he's got a lot of experience in these uh, in these games so uh, New England uh, coming next Saturday I think the coaches should pay attention uh, to Dorkayev and Amado Guevara uh, every time the, um, the Metro MetroStars uh, has the ball in possession
2: and they also got to be careful uh, to not get agitated where the MetroStars really seem to play a physical style of play and a, a lot of fouling especially from Seth Stamler and uh, Steve Ralston he had five fouls in the game got a yellow card I think it was probably one foul away from getting a red card and they have to be careful not to retaliate and keep their heads when they do that because they wouldn't want to be losing a player to a red card and cost it that way as well as Shara Joseph who comes in with the yellow card from uh, last night's game we don't want to lose him for uh, a suspension for the uh, Eastern Conference final A player like him if by chance the Revs do go through in advance
0: Uh, well uh, I think the the Revolution plays their best game when they play the ball Uh, when the Revolution try to play possession and uh, play their own game Uh, not try to get physical because the revolution don't need to get physical to win games Uh, they have very good talent and they proved this year that with the talent they got they do not need to be uh, uh, very very uh, uh, strong playing hard they need to control the ball they need to get to the ball first they need to control the ball they need to pass the ball more often and faster Uh, but they don't need a physical game uh, especially against New York, New York will 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 go into the physical game because they want to the upset the, the New New uh, New England uh, the New England Revolution's player especially Dempsey that lately he's got a chip over his shoulder and he's he uh, he like the um, he's not the same uh, Dempsey that I saw last year that he he could ta- he could take a lot of hits and not respond. Uh, he's not that same same player, so. New England Revolution needs Saturday To play their own game Keep possession, pass the ball uh, the the, uh, The man without the ball Has to create an open space To receive the ball And pass the ball faster if New England does that I think New England could come away with a win and, and eliminate uh, the Metro Stars next next Saturday
2: yeah, definitely the Revs didn't look like themselves last night they did have a few chances uh, early on but really the, the majority of their chances came in the opening maybe 30 minutes I uh, saw Marshall Leonard uh, get on the end of a pass and almost get it past Neola but he couldn't quite wrap it around him and then we saw Uh, Pat Noonan have a shot that was cleared away by uh, Jeff Agus So they did have a few chances early on Um, They need to do better with those chances when they get them Uh, But at the same time, after the first 30 minutes They really didn't even have that many great goal scoring opportunities And for a playoff game, you've got to create opportunities and take your chances
0: Exactly Uh, I think New England Revolution, uh, the the opportunities they create uh, this past Saturday uh, They sure, uh, and other games, they put it on the net uh, this game, for some reason, they couldn't uh, put it on the net. Uh, and then, uh, uh, what happens with uh, with uh, these players is that they create the chances, they can't score, and then they they uh, they lose faith in themselves. And after creating so good chances on the first 30 minutes, uh, then I guess they they fate went down, and, and uh, they were not uh, creative uh, for the last for the last hour on the game. And uh, Pat Noonan is not that type of player that misses too many, and, it, and Taylor Twalman, we all know how Taylor Twalman is made. He can score a lot of goals, and, and uh, let's hope that the next Saturday's game, uh, ooh, Pat Noonan and uh, Taylor Twalman does not miss as many opportunities as they miss on the first 30 minutes of uh, Saturday's game.
2: I think credit has to go to the Metro side as well, though, since Mo Johnson's taken over. They've really shorn up their defense, and uh, their defense certainly looked a lot stronger than when we saw it a, a few weeks ago when really their defense was a really a liability with all the giveaways they were creating. Uh, they were playing a lot smarter out of the back, and they weren't really making the same mistakes we saw out of them a few weeks ago, so I think they need some credit as well.
0: Exactly, because uh, i seen the the Carlos Mendez as a player that they went to get uh, uh, on the uh, A League, or the A League uh, They used to play for the Rochester Rhinos And he's a very good defenseman He plays very tough He's good in the air And he also can come out with the ball playing uh, on the, From the backfield uh, And the, the, the defense for New York uh, Ben came on strong The last two games of the season That's why they made the playoffs And you can make the playoffs And you can win titles with good defense uh, New England Revolution also uh, has good defense, but New York played a solid defense game uh saturday and uh, i think th- I think that uh, they would deserve the win because uh, they played very solid defense defense and uh, uh, the the opportunity uh, the, the score the goal they they had best bad opportunities throughout the whole game and I think they deserve the, the win one uh, 0
2: and then the other guy uh Who's pretty new to their defense? Jason Hernandez, uh, not very well known player, uh, com- came from the supplemental draft this year. Um, he, he looked really good as well. He was a guy that wasn't seeing like any time under Bob Bradley, but uh, Mo Johnson came in immediately inserted him into the starting lineup, and he's been another guy that's uh, shoring up their defense. I saw him uh, look pretty cool under some pressure situations there as well. So uh, their defense really isn't a liability like they like they have been in the past. Uh, with the giveaways, where we saw the the giveaway to Pat Noonan um, and the 4-2 victory at home uh, that he scored off of, and I, I think they can't really depend on getting getting giveaways from their defense as much like they have in some of the past games against the Metro Stars, and they really need to focus. On building up their attacks Which they really didn't do too well uh, Last night uh,
0: Exactly And uh, they, these kids are going to learn by playing And the more they play The more, uh, uh, the more strong they become and uh, Mentally and physically and, and the position and the field Is very important And they're going to get the experience by playing And the more games they play The more experience they'll have And New York look very good on defense Let's hope that they don't look as good Next Saturday
2: and you mentioned uh, Jose Cancela. Uh Clint Dempsey has really taken over his spot at the attacking midfield uh, Dempsey had a great start to the season at defensive mid with scoring a lot of goals up at the top of the scoring charts uh, favorite for MVP at the start of the season but since his time with the national team he really hasn't looked that great and uh, as far as creating chances I don't think he was much involved in the game that way at all last night and really in recent weeks I, don't, I haven't been as impressed by him I, we know what he's capable of but I don't think he's playing up at his best right now and I think uh, they missed a guy like Jose Cancelo last night, like you said earlier, uh, who can create those chances and is a consistent player as far as creating chances like that.
0: Well, uh, I, I mentioned uh, a few. I, I wrote for the Portuguese Times uh, a few weeks ago about uh, a player being humble uh, in uh, looking at Luis Figo. He's a player 32 years old, and he's the same kid that uh, was when he started when he went to Real Madrid, when he went to Barcelona. He's still the same person. He didn't. He didn't not put a, a chip over his shoulder, and I didn't expect Dempsey to, to be like that. But I guess uh, being or being so young and going to the national team uh, on the first year playing for the New England Revolution, I think uh, got a bit was had. Uh, Dempsey is a great player, but uh, they 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 take they take a long time to go up. They can come down a lot faster. And Dempsey, if he's not careful, uh, he's not going to be the player that we, we thought he was going to be. Dempsey needs to be the same kid he played last season. Uh, don't, uh, when he gets hit, don't even bother look at the other player. Don't argue with the referee. Uh, don't argue with the other players. And that's what makes a, a good player. Is, uh, he gets hit because he's good. Yeah, the the other team is going to be watching for him all the time, and he's got to take care uh, take care of himself by giving the ball away faster, uh, uh, to passing the ball faster, and uh, moving forward like he did at the beginning of the season. Uh, he's he's very good at taking a, a man one on one. When he needs to take a man one on one, let him let him go for it. But if he gets hit, don't respond. Don't look at other players. Don't look at the referee. Don't argue with the referee. Keep uh, keep your mind on the ball and if uh, Dempsey does that the next game uh, he'll have a great game and he can help the revolution by doing that because Dempsey he's a very talented kid so he needs to play the ball and everything else has to be beside him
2: the team as a whole really looked flat uh, last night I think even uh, Shari Joseph has been so consistent and been a great player uh, I thought he looked good the opening in 20 or so minutes and then he took a knock in the game and he hasn't really looked 100% uh, didn't really look 100% in that game. Since then, so y- even a guy like Charlie Joseph had an off night, and I, I don't think we can expect that out of him in the next game because he's been so consistent. I expect him to come right back, and I, I think the Revs will be playing a lot better when they're on their home turf, not in the field turf, and in better weather conditions as well.
0: Exactly, uh, Charlie Joseph. He has a uh, he's a very good talented defensive midfielder. Also, he can attack too. Uh, but uh, Charlie Charlie Joseph. Uh, Needs the help of Dempsey because they made the best. Like I, I, told them, I told these two kids, Charlie Joseph and Clint Dempsey, they're the best two midfielders in the league when they play together. Uh, they need to know as one to attack. You cannot bolt attack at the same time. You have uh, if, if one of goes forward, one has to stay back. Uh, and they did the games that they bolt attack at the same time. Revolution never did so good. When one attacks and one stays back, the revolution does better. So let's hope that uh, next next Saturday's game they get uh, they act together and the revolution can do good. If one attacks, one one moves forward, the other one stays at midfield because that midfield is very important. If you lose midfield, you end up losing most of the games. And the revolution lost the midfield last uh, last uh, last night, and they lost the game so they have to improve uh, they have a week to train and a week to improve and a week to, to think that uh, not, not, not everybody has to move forward at the same time because you need to, to stop the counter-attack of the other team well
2: uh, looking at the revs record the big name signing they brought in this season um, halfway through the season was uh, Daniel Hernandez and uh, the revs record with him in this season is only 4-4 uh, four and four, only 500 uh, with the Hernandez in without him it's 13-4-7 so I, I'm not so sure that that uh, Hernandez has made that big of an impact and I'm not quite sure that's his fault either I think it's partially uh, that taking Jose Cancela out you have three players that are great defensively but I think you really lose an attacking option when you take out Cancela and the they teams can focus more on defending Dempsey defending uh, Noonan and Twelman where there's less of a threat coming out of the back without a can- guy like Cancela in there uh,
0: Sean, you're right uh, is uh, the New England midfield has more creativity with Cancela in there uh, Jose Cancel with Ch- Charlie Joseph and Clint Dempsey I think New England's got more talent uh, uh, don't, don't get me wrong uh, Hernandez is a very very good ball player uh, but uh, I think they uh, they know more their moves uh, in the midfield they play together more often than they did with Hernandez uh, I think uh, next Saturday I think Cancel is going to start the scheme Saturday for for Steven Nichols and the Revolution. Because uh, with uh, Jose Cancel at the middle, uh, in the midfield, uh, Clint Dempsey and uh, Charlie Joseph uh, play better defense. And leaves more of the attack and offense to Jose Cancela. And I think Jose Cancela is going to be a starter next next Saturday. Well,
2: we've seen in the past uh, two weeks, not, this, not last night, but the two weekends before Cancel had the assist and... Uh, and the, For the lone goal against Chicago And then he had the uh, go off the free kick Against Kansas City That uh, really helped them get back into that game And that game clinched them first place in the East So he'd, he'd been playing really well in recent weeks And it was a little bit of a surprise to see him dropped uh, Last night from the starting lineup Especially when uh, the Reds had played so poorly uh, Last time they played in the Meadowlands With a 5-4 loss to uh, the Metro Stars I thought a guy like him was what they were missing from that game And I really thought he would get the start last night
0: yeah, because uh, Jose Cancel is a player that can hold on to that ball when it needs to be. When he needs to hold on to the ball, he can do that. Hernandez is good with the ball on his feet, but Jose Cancel has more talent with the ball on his feet than, than uh, Hernandez. Hernandez is a stronger player. Yes, he is. But uh, at this game, you need a, a player that uh, really can hold on to that ball and make, make the right decision when, times, when time comes. Uh, Jose Cancela is a player that uh, that can uh, take corner kicks, take free kicks. Uh, Hernandez is a player that can take free kicks in the long distance. But placing the ball, I think uh, uh, Jose Cancela has a little bit a little bit more talent than than uh, Hernandez.
2: Well, that's another thing we saw they were missing last night. They did have a few free kick opportunities that really wasted uh, towards the end of the game. Saw so Joe Frantino have a free kick opportunity that he just kicked right out of bounds and there were, there were a few opportunities like that that I think they also missed him on so it will definitely be interesting to see who they start uh, next week but uh, as we said, the series certainly not lost as we've seen in the past uh, a lot of these games that the home team has won the first game uh, but only one time ever has the, uh, the lower seeded team came up, come up to win and that was the Revs last year so uh, definitely history is in the Revs favor and I think it will be a great game this weekend
0: Exactly, I think uh, it's going to be a good game uh, and I hope uh, the weather is good because on a rainy field, on a wet field I think New York will have the advantage because they, they don't have as much talent as New England does uh, It was proven last Saturday that the, rain, uh, the rainfall didn't, have the re- didn't help the revolution and sure, it's not going to have the revolution if it rains again next Saturday On a dry field, New England is a lot better than, uh, than New York is it was proven throughout the season uh, with the best record on the East. Uh, New England needs uh, a good day and uh, a good day from all of its players and weather-wise to have a, a good day for, so that the Revolution can play the ball that they know how to play. And uh, they can move that ball around very good on a dry field, not so good on a wet field. But uh, I think uh, the troops are going to be together and I think they can, uh, they can eliminate um, they can l- eliminate uh, the Metro Stars. Uh, so uh, I think New England Revolution is going to move on to play either DC or Chicago.
2: Well, they also have the home support behind them. The, I think that is great away support in the game against the Metro Stars, the away game. And it'll be great to have the home support behind them as well. And uh, hopefully, you can get a big crowd for that game at Saturday night, 8 p.m. at uh, and that should be an excellent game against the Metro Stars with the Rebs needing to win that game and w- win it by two goals to advance. Uh,
0: well, it's very important to have a good crowd next Saturday uh, because with the crowd behind the, the kids, the players, uh, they can play a, go- a great game. And also, Revolution needs a good game from Stevie Ralston. Uh, Revolution needs a, a, a game from, uh, a good game from Stevie Ralston because lately Stevie Ralston has not been going down to the end line and putting those crosses back which is very important for, for Taylor Twalman and Pat Nuna. So we need a good game from everybody and Stevie Wilson especially on those crosses because he's the, he's the master of crossing the ball. And lately Stevie Wilson has not been doing the good crosses like, like the beginning of the season.
2: Well, we're going to take a quick break here and we'll be back with some more Revolution Recap and our Revolution Assistant Coach Paul Mariner.
1: Hi, this is Scott McPherson from the Sports Journal Live to tell you about my friends at Clifton Outpatient Rehabilitation Clinic. Whether you're involved in a sports injury like I was or involved in a motor vehicle accident, Clifton Outpatient Rehabilitation Clinic will get you back on the road to recovery. The specialists at Clifton Outpatient Rehabilitation Clinic in Somerset are the area's leaders in physical, occupational, and speech therapy and can help you get through the recovery process with first-rate attention and care. Clifton specializes in sprains and strains, hand and wrist splinting, stroke and neurological rehab, as well as post-surgical rehabilitation. For more information on Clifton Outpatient Rehabilitation Clinic, call 508-675-7589 or visit them on the web at cliftonhealthcare.com. That's Clifton Outpatient Rehabilitation Clinic, your first stop on the road to recovery.
3: Whether it's a major sports injury or that pain in your knee that's becoming more than just a pain in your knee, Coastal Orthopedics is with you every step of the way. The friendly doctors at Coastal Orthopedics will help get you back to a normal lifestyle. ACL rehabilitation, scoliosis, shoulder arthroscopy, knee ligament injuries, knee arthroscopy, rotator cuff injuries, to total knee replacement. Coastal Orthopedics has three convenient locations to serve you. Two in Fall River and one in New Bedford. If you're an athlete with an injury, Coastal Orthopedics is your first choice for top quality care. And the doctors at Coastal Orthopedics understand you don't need to be an athlete to need the best in orthopedic care. So if you have an injury, think of Coastal Orthopedics. 235 Hanover Street and 1030 President Avenue in Fall River and 84 Great Street in New Bedford. 508-646-9525. 508-646-9525. Coastal Orthopedics. With you every step of the way.
1: And now back to Revolution Recap with your host, Sean Donahue. Morning News Radio.
2: Welcome back to Revolution Recap. Joining me today in studio, we have Walter Silva, and now over the phone we have our Revolution Assistant assistant coach Paul Mariner Paul can you hear me
4: yes I can hear you very well thank you
2: thanks a lot for joining us today
4: Uh, my pleasure
2: and uh, last night obviously the revs didn't get the result they wanted but uh, only one nothing down certainly uh, recoverable from what do the revs need to do uh, next weekend to come back and get a better result and win the series
4: Um, well I think uh, I think maybe we chose last night to be not one of our best performances of the season Um, it's always difficult to go into the Meadowlands and, and play well on that type of service uh, it's, I don't think it's a service that many soccer players enjoy um, we, we need to move the ball a little bit quicker um, our passing was a little sluggish uh, we, we still have opportunities to to score goals particularly in the first half um, uh, we spoke about Guevara and Jokia we think they're very good players and we've got to take care of them and we just let uh, Guevara have his moment in the sun and um, you know, put the ball in the net so that's the type of player that he is, and uh, we've got to keep a uh, wary eye on him next week.
2: Uh, are there any chan- changes that you think might be seen in the Revs' lineup to maybe uh, spark the offense, maybe see a guy like Jose Cancelo inserted in there?
4: Um, well, it's entirely possible. I mean, it, it depends on, on on the injury report. We, after the game, uh, a lot of people were getting ice down and the doctor was in there seeing the players. Uh, you never know what injuries you get on Tuesdays after playing on... Uh, on Astroturf, synthetic turf, so we'll we'll have to wait until uh, Steve Grazer comes in with the report uh, on Tuesday.
2: And Andy Dorman, obviously out from the uh, like last night with the uh, injury. How how long do you expect him to be out? And is there any chance he could be back?
4: Um, well, what we think's happened with Andy is the uh, it was late in the game. He just overstretched and hyperextended his hamstring. We don't. We don't think that really he tore any fibres, or we don't think it was an absolute hamstring tear. If it was a hamstring tear, he'd be finished for the season. Um, so we're hopeful that he can come back, but we're, we're certainly not going to rush it.
2: And with, with the game uh, last night, uh, obviously you mentioned not controlling Amado Guevara and Yuri Jerkyov. Yeah. Uh, but the, the team as a whole seemed kind of flat in the attack as well. Uh, what, what can be done to make the team uh, re- really be better at attacking?
4: I think what we've got to do this week is we've got to have, um, right. you know, see, see, as I say, what the injury report is, hopefully get everybody on the field training um, for the most part of the week um, and working on, on basically what we've worked on for for the past eight months, which is getting the ball, moving the ball quickly, getting it wide, uh, you know, playing the rush type of football that's got us into the position that we're in. Uh, we just didn't do that on, on Saturday and uh, we, we need to, we need to work on that during the week
2: and obviously you played the Metro Stars far- twice fairly recently, and uh, at that point the Metro Stars' defense really seemed to be a liability. Uh, but with Mo Johnson coming in, we were talking earlier, uh, that their defense has really looked a lot more stronger and uh, sturdier and less apt to prone to those mistakes. Uh, what do you think has been the difference for their defense, and how, how can you really counter that and uh, make sure you're ready to take on that defense this next coming?
4: Well, I think what he's done... Um the, the three at the back, uh, uh, apart from Jason, are very experienced. Jason is a very, very Jason Hernandez is a very, very good player, very good young player. We actually we saw him around the year. He's into camp at uh, the Revolution in January, but uh, the Metro Stars had him had him first, so to speak. Um, so we know all about Jason. Uh, I think of the players in front of those three, I thought that. Um, Bradley did a very good job yesterday, I thought Lisi did a very good job. They start to hold everything together in front of us, so it's difficult to get the balls into Noonan and Twelman from from the from the straights on central positions. Um so therefore yeah, we have got to get the ball wide. Um and then what they do with the team they uh, and Bradley sit and then they let Gavin and um Jockey and Guevara and people like that, and trying to slip Galvan rain and they're quite an attacking force. Those four, and we've just got to be on our guard. And I think if we do that, we'll we'll win again.
2: And the the wing play uh, for the Revs uh, didn't seem to be there as much as as in the past either. Um, is oh, there you know,
4: you know we're, we're talking about playoff uh, soccer, and no, playoff football, and. Um, you know, Mo Johnson knows our team very well. He's a very uh, intelligent coach, and he knows that we like to get out on uh, Steve Ralston quite a lot. And, and basically, what he said to, to Stammer, I'm sure, during training during the week, is you just do a man-to-man job on him, try and um, you know get into him early doors as he did. We thought the referee was a little bit loose on uh, on him last night. We thought that he was he was trying to get into Ralston too too much. He actually came in studs up, and we thought he should have had a car but that never came. And um, he, he did a good job, as Stevie Wilson said after the game uh, in his calls. Um, you got a it to the right. Did a good job.
2: Yeah, obviously Stanler had uh, five fouls in that game uh, and got a yellow card. Uh, do you feel he was pretty close to possibly getting a red card? The way he was playing and the aggressiveness he was showing, even after the yellow card, continuing to go on with the hard fouls.
4: Well, yeah, I mean, it, you know, you got to look at it from, from our point of view. If, if we're looking at the MetroStars' point of view, he did, a, he did a fantastic job and one of the best white guys in the league. Um, but as far as we're concerned, we thought he was a little bit overaggressive. Um, but he set his starlight. He uh, he did a good job, and we've got to do a better job. Simple as that.
2: And Marshall Leonard got the start on the left, uh, but Connor Smith came in and seemed to uh, kind of do work his butt off there and r- really work hard and try to create stuff. Uh, he seems to be a player that plays almost better on the turf. Was, was that something that you thought? And uh, going with that substitution?
4: Yeah, we uh, you know Kenny came on. Uh, before he's, he's what well, we like to term as an impact player for us. He um came on at Salt Lake on, on turf and almost went the full length of field and scored right it was a fantastic goal. And then um you know he got the assist for Taylor's header later on early on in the season. Yeah, I mean he's a tremendous athlete, Kenny, and um you know, we say to him quite often in, in training, you know, I don't really think he he realizes what he's got quite yet. He's a, young, he's a young player in terms of uh, standard in the league. I think he's just trying to get speed on him as far as what he thinks he's got as a player. Um, you know, we we, we think a lot of him. He's a great guy in the dressing room. He's uh, he's certainly, as I said, an impact player for the Revolution. And uh, We'll just have to wait and see what Stevie has in store for him in his uh, rest future.
2: And you obviously have a lot of experience in uh, cup competitions. Uh Winning the UEFA Cup with Ipswich Town and also winning uh, the FA Cup with them. Right. How, how does that experience uh, help you to tell these players what they need to do and how to how to focus in playoff games?
4: Well, you've got to be very calm. You've got to. Be, I mean, this is a complete pressure situation for for everybody. Um, everybody expects us to be the Metro Stars. We, you know, the coaches have knows it's much harder than that. Um, we we go into to the Meadowlands last night we come away with a 1-0 um, not the greatest result in the world not the best performance in the world but we're going back to Gillette Stadium with our great fans that we've got I uh, hope that they'll come in numbers and get behind us and um, you know, we feel that we've got a 120 minutes there if we need to go into extra time to, to beat them and we've, we, we hope and pray that we're good enough to do that so we, we just tell the players just keep doing what we've been doing over the past few months you know, relax be calm But
0: you know Really bring everything And come to play uh, Hi Paul This is Walter Hello how are, well, how are you? Good how are you? Fantastic Thanks uh, It was not a good result Last night And no. And And um, watching the game um, New, uh, New England Revolution after the t- first 30 minutes uh, Quina, Quina lost the midfield yes uh, and, and having Jose Cancel on the bench uh, you guys never thought about uh, sending them in uh, to help the midfield
4: well is Pe- always uh, in our mind it, you know we, we we were sort of it was touch and go whether we we'd move people around that we had out there whether we would uh, bring you know, leave Marshall on there and bring Pepe in because uh, I mean, you know, let's not beat it by the bush. It wasn't the best performance from what we think is the best three midfield players in the in the nation. Um, I think the players know that. I mean, we certainly know that. Um, but we wanted to keep keep faith with them. Um, we know that Pepe will come in. He's, he's a fantastic character. He, he trains very, very hard, whether he's in the squad or whether he's not in the squad, and we know that if we call on him, he'll, he'll be a fantastic job for us. And you know, playing in Kansas City, he came up with a tremendous free kick when we were 2 0 down to get us back into the, to the game. So we know what Pepe Cantella brings to this club. We know what he um, he can do in uh, in pressure situations. So yes, the answer is yeah. Did we think about it? And of course we did. Yes.
0: Uh, I was were you surprised uh, The chances that The Revolution got In the first 30 minutes Of the game <laughs> uh, Not even uh, Taylor Tuomo Or Pat Newman Rarely uh, really misses those chances Were no. you surprised With uh, Noonan Missing those chances
4: Well To be fair to Pat Pat has only trained uh, Three days In the past two weeks um, And we're you, you know We're like Stevie and I uh, Walter We don't like to make Any excuses for anybody But um, we like to be judged on what we what we produce on the field, and the players are very similar to us. Um, and to cut Pat a little bit of slack, you know, the ball came and he could have had a goal in the first. I know it seemed to be the first few seconds of the game when the ball was played. the straight ball played over the top of the Agus, and he just sort of failed to to finish it off. But uh, what I said to them at half time, and what Stephen and I said to them at half time, was to be be selfish there was times when we were just overplaying a little bit in the you know, in and around the box and in and around particularly right at the, the penalty spot area where normally um, Terry doesn't think twice about taking the shot and Pat doesn't think twice about taking the shot they we were just trying to feed each other and sort of more or less walking into the net which is not um, not our style you know we like our players to have the freedom of A yes if they see the opportunity to finish then finish if not then try and look for somebody else but um we 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 really like the, the front we've got and we we're sure that um there's goals in those guys next week uh
0: I was talking at the beginning of the show with sean and uh i i said uh i was trying to be a uh um a coach from here from the studio right uh, and uh I was saying to sean that uh I'm pretty sure that uh, Jose Cancela. Uh, would be at midfield next Saturday because uh, here's the reason I see it, uh, mm. Paul, is that um, Clint Dempsey and Charlie Joseph um, play better defense when when uh, Jose Cancel is in the field. Right. W- what do you think?
4: Um, well, you know, it's uh, it, it, everything's a debate. You know, you can you can debate until you blow in the face about about players and what they bring to the table and. You know, do you, do you get something more out of a threesome than you do with you know you know with all the different interchangeable parts of the of the Hernandez Joseph Dempsey Cancella, Dorman situation. It's it's a problem that Steve Nicol has. It's a fantastic problem that we have as far as the coaches are concerned because we feel we've probably got five of the best players in the in the nation to pick from. Okay, Andrew may not be up for selection next week, but. Um, I'm sure that Steve uh, watched the video last night we got back at uh, right about 3am this morning I'm sure that as he does Steve will go home he, he watched the video last night and uh, he will already probably have had, got got his team more or less picked for the weekend so um, I will have some input as far as that's concerned but um, well to you right. Like? I mean it's uh, we need to we need to pass the ball we need to possess the ball we need to you know, get it wide or if uh, we're on the defensive we need to get the balls played through to Taylor and Pat if they're going to be the front two so yeah, I mean there's going to be a lot of debate between now and um, Saturday evening come eight o'clock what that uh, midfield's going to be
0: Well Paul uh, also another thing we were talking here in the studio was uh the playing of Clint Dempsey Uh, as you remember I saw him play the first game ever for the New England Revolution when he played in the Azores uh, against a team from the Azores and I said to myself uh, New England Revolution has got a very good play I also told Frank Delapa, the, the New England Revolution made a very good acquisition. Yes. Uh, but uh, this season, Clint Dempsey is not the same same player as he was last season. Right. Uh, for one thing, uh, he's not the same player that he was at the beginning of the season. Uh, you, you think uh, being called to the national team got anything to do with this?
4: Um, well, he's a very young player. Uh, you've got to you've got to consider He's only his second year in the league. Um, but, uh, like you when we saw him playing the Azores we said we've got to we've got to design a system we've got to get this guy uh, in a start 11 because he's a, he's a he's a fantastic talent uh, on both sides of the ball it, um, you know people were paying money to see him play he's very exciting going forward he's very strong yes he can do the defensive side of the ball also um, <coughs> what we've been trying to Todd and is playing very simple, play one and two touch football in the in the defending and midfield third and then in the attacking third go and use the talents that he's got. I think that um, with the demands I'm not quite sure if the if the supporters and the fans know what demands that the players have had on their time this year because they're going away to all the national camps, going away to the World Cup qualifiers Going over to Madrid, um, going away with the sponsors. I mean, the sponsors and uh, his sponsor is Nike, and they have certain demands. And Steve is very, very good as far as that's concerned, because he knows it's important for the various companies that play. So he's got a lot of travel time. Um, I think he's just getting to grips with the fact that you do need to rest, and sometimes rather than train, you just need to put your feet up and and do whatever young. 22-year-old guys do, I'm not quite sure what they do these days, probably play video games and so on, listen to his music, Um, you know, you hear the the people saying, the experts saying about this sophomore slump, well maybe he's had a little bit, but as far as we're concerned he's still an immense presence and I'm I'm sure that when opposition coaches uh, see his name on the team sheet they think, oh we've got to design some form of a game plan to try and guard against him, so by his tremendous high standards that he's got um, yeah maybe he's just gone off the ball a little bit Um, certainly the surface last night is not his type of service he likes to get the ball and dribble at people and you know his wet surface last night which compounds all those facts so we're still extremely delighted with his progress Um, of course he can improve in, in many areas we know that And we're doing our level best to help him. And and the one thing that Clint says, he listens and he wants to learn. And he listens to the senior players and he listens to the coaching stuff, which Uh,
0: is. Paul, one thing I think he's got to learn is to be the same Dempsey he was in the first season. Because on the first season, he would get hit, he'd go down, he'd get up, put the ball in play don't talk to the referee, don't talk to the opposing player, yes. that was the Dempsey that I liked, right. uh, and that was the Dempsey that made a great season last season that's why he was rookie of the season right. if he turns around, he starts doing the, the, like, special. this coming game Saturday, mm-hmm. if uh, I was talking about this with Sean if, uh, Clint Dipsy could be a very important player for the Revolution this coming Saturday if he, uh, which is the other players too, but if he plays the way Dempsey knows how, play hard uh, don't 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 go into uh, don't go and be physical against the opposition. Don't try to get don't try to argue with the other players. Don't try to argue with the referee. Be the, the the Clint that you were last season, and I think the revolution will have a great improvement from this past Saturday to the next Saturday. And also too, uh, Paul is. Uh, uh, Stevie Ralston has to be more involved in the game. Mm-hmm. Stevie Ralston has to have that ball more often so he could feed Pat Noon and, and, and Taylor Toulmin. Because when he does that, those two players are very dangerous in the front of the area. And uh, I, I think uh, uh, Stevie Ralston, uh, do you agree with me, Paul?
4: Well, sir, every single thing you said I agree with. Um, obviously, it's easier said than done on the field because when you have a guy basically is going real tight on you Stamler. Um he did a very good job last night um, and the players um, if I was playing with Steve Rawson, whether he was tightly marked or whether he wasn't tightly marked he would be getting the ball for me uh, because some players really like the ball when the players are tight on them because uh, they can um, you can shake them away uh, you know you look at the great players you saw the, I saw the goal just on the TV earlier but Roast scored when the ball came in him, he spun on it you know, he had many defenders around him today from Madrid, and he managed to find the back of the net. You know, players like that, and Ralston is a wonderful player in our league. He can take the ball in tight situations. So, yes, I agree. I think as far as Clint's concerned, we've got to cut the kid a little bit of a, bit of slack. He came from Furman. Um, no disrespect to the Furman University. They're not a powerhouse in U.S. soccer. Uh, he came in, he did incredibly well. Um, as a young player, sometimes you, you 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 know you you read things what people are saying about you, and you you know you start to get you a little diverted from your game. It's it's the coach's job to put him back onto that. That's
0: exactly coaching. what I was and uh, that's what we're trying to do. Uh,
4: but uh, you know, as you know, you've been in the game a long time, Walter. You can only tell people. People have got to take it on board. And uh, in the heat of battle, uh, things happen. But um, I will. Put my last dollar on the fact that Quinton Dempsy will will be a, a massive impact for us at
0: the weekend. Uh, I hope so, uh, Paul. I have a few a few other questions. Uh, is is a uh, kind of a talk that around the, around uh, Gillette Stadium that uh, uh, if New England loses this this coming Saturday, uh, if they eliminate from the playoffs, that will be the last game that uh, Jose Cancelo will have uh, the jersey of uh, the Revolution on is uh, w- w- any truth on this
4: well uh, there's no truth in that rumor uh, because um, I can tell you right from the horse 's mouth that we haven't, haven't, haven't discussed anything to do with the playing staff uh, we're obviously recruiting for the upcoming draft we're looking at tapes and we're going looking at games um we've got to we've got to assess that we We will not do anything as far as that is concerned until um were eliminated from the playoffs and hopefully that will be around about November the 14th.
0: Exactly. Uh, another question, Paul. Uh, if uh, after this season you have an offer to be uh, coaching uh, uh, any place in MLS, would you uh, break this duo, Steve Nichols and Paul Myrna?
4: Um, uh, that's a very difficult question um, because I came to uh, John Kerr, the Harvard University coach, brought me in here uh, to Boston. Um, I've only been to Boston as a, as a visitor, I haven't really been to, to live. Uh, as soon as I came here I really liked this town. Um, I've, I've lived all over the place in the USA, um, been all over the place. Um, this town is a very, very special town. It's it, To me it's, it's a little bit like Europe, uh, the architecture, the people. Uh, the ocean the river um, what it has to offer you know socially it's just a fantastic place to live Um, I have a a job at the present moment with Steve Nicholl that uh, not many people would trade places for we have a fantastic working relationship Uh, we have the ultimate respect for each other Um, do I think I could be a head coach? absolutely I'm I'm sure that I could be Uh, but it would have to be a special position to take me away from the position that I'm in now because I'm having a, the most fantastic time and Walter um, I hope I'm not stepping anybody's toes but the photographs that you sent me uh, on the internet absolutely uh, confirms that fact because Stevie <laughs> and I and the <laughs> have a great time and you capture that in uh, in pictures tremendously well thank you very much for that
0: yeah you're welcome Paul I have a few more for that and uh, as one did that we have to talk about that one <laughs> <laughs>
2: And going back to the, uh, the game last night, Matt Reese really came up huge and made uh, six saves to keep their game close. Uh, he's had an excellent season so far. Can you talk about the season he's had and how important it was that he kept the game out uh, only one nothing?
4: Well, Matt Reese is, uh, is a leader. Um, you, you, when you're looking to build a team, you look, you look to the backbone of the side. Uh, you know, the central defender, the central midfield players, the two attackers and the goalkeeper. Matt Reese... Is, for me, is is the best keeper in the league. Um, why do I say that? Because he's tremendous with his feet. You, you can. He's like the the Edwin van der Sar of the of the MLS because we can go back to him with with his feet with no problem whatsoever. We've got ultimate confidence in that. You can't say that about too many goalkeepers throughout the world. Um, as far as his handling is concerned, I, I would say he's only made maybe a couple of errors this season. I think the Jokiev have Goal that he at the Meadowlands so when they beat us 5-4 I think he's he'd be upset to let that goal in I don't think that will ever happen again um, we've just got supreme confidence in him uh, in, the, in the locker room um, whatever happens on Saturday he's always the same when he comes into training he's, he's bright he's bubbly he's a leader he's, he's excited to go and train he gets other people excited um, he leads the warm up um, every so often so he's, he's just a fantastic guy his family is fantastic his mum and dad are great so you know the whole re-strain is a, is a tremendous strength
0: well, uh, talking about goalies now there's uh, another talk that Aiden Brown might come back to the league uh, The Revolu- knowing the revolution has first choice of uh, taking Aiden Brown uh, if that's the case would the revolution take Aiden Brown back? well
4: I don't really know about that, Walter, because from what I can hear, he's had a really uh, fantastic year um, in Europe. Um, I wouldn't, unless Aiden's sort of homesick, and, and uh, I haven't heard that he that he is. I've, I've just heard that he's had a great year. Um, I would think the coaches would want to keep him there if he's uh, if he's had a good year. So uh, we haven't heard those rumors. Um, I'd be surprised if he's, you know, as I say, he's had a great year. Why would he want to come back? The only thing would be that if, he's, uh, if he wants to come back to the to his homeland. So I, I, I've got more no information on that.
2: And uh, talking about last night, the yellow card situation, Charlie Joseph obviously got a yellow card in that match. Uh, is that any concern coming into the game Saturday uh, to no. make sure he doesn't get another yellow? And, no. So you're not worried about it possibly? No. Sean, it's,
4: it's, it's, it's playoff football, you know. I mean, I mean, if you start worried about yellow cards, then you sort of go off your game a little bit. Charlie Joseph is the best... Uh, midfield player uh, holding role, midfield player midfield player whatever you want to call him Um, he's unbelievably immense to us as far as what he brings to this club he's one of the toughest players that I've ever witnessed I don't mean I don't mean a dirty player I mean he's he's tough in the tackle he's very fair in the tackle he's played with injuries that most players would take uh, you know two or three weeks off. so my hat goes off to that guy uh, we will never ever say to Charlie "Look, oh, just be careful. You got you got you know a couple of yellows." No, it, it, we don't want to. Do you know, this is we're going to bring everything on Saturday. We're going to bring the kitchen sink on Saturday to get through this tie.
0: What's going to take to, for the revolution to win next uh, Saturday and eliminate uh, the the Metro Stars?
4: we could have got to play the way the revolution play uh, for most of the season. Um, you know, there's been some sparkling performances by us, particularly at home. Um, we need to move the ball very quickly um, I, I think that if we play one or two touch football there's not many teams can stay with us in um, in this division that's what we've got to get to we've got to be bright we've got to be have plenty of move, movement about our game we've got to be solid defensively we, we've got to bring the total package we've got to everybody's got to be, bring their A game on Saturday because um, uh, the Metro signs are going to be a difficult team to break down they're going to they have got to take up good spots. Um, yeah, Paul well, really usually
0: usually, place for for a tie ends up and ends up losing all the time, isn't that the way yeah. it goes?
4: Yeah, it's, it's it's a very dangerous game to play. Um, uh, but, but we the, we've got to play the way that we do know, know how to play well. So we we really have. I mean, we we've got some what we think are the you know shining lights in the league as far as as attacking players we uh, We love the way that we go forward. we like our organization defensively when we are going forward, so um, as I say, we just want to get back. We feel that um the two games that we played at the Metro stars, the five four game, was a major blip on our um chart, and we you know we're entitled to one of those we th- We didn't think happy was such a horrendous performance, but we know that it wasn't one of our best performances um, You can make excuses you know on turf and so on and so forth but um we're pleased to go back onto on to, on, um, on natural grass at Gillette Stadium for the our crowd, and we can't wait for it to, to get it
0: on. Well, uh, the two best teams in MLS got their backs against the wall. Yeah,
4: absolutely.
0: LA <laughs> beat San Jose three to one. You lost to to Metro Stars 1-0. Yes. Um, is those two teams being the two best teams went into this game with a lot of confidence they could beat the, the those two teams. Uh, the, well, the, the beauty of it being on
4: the Revolution coaching staff is that last season when we uh, crept into the playoffs, in Chicago home 1-0, I think it was, or 2-1, um, we go to Columbus who won all the records, the third play, they got the shield and all this sort of stuff, we'll go in and we beat them. So really? really, it doesn't really mean too much in this league. There, there's a lot of parity and it comes down to basically organization and... and uh, who wants to be a champion and we feel that uh, in the Revolution locker room we've got a lot of people who want to be a champion
0: well uh, let's hope you do that because I, I want to go to Frisco
4: so do I well there's nobody wants to go now, more than I do so.
0: so we can have a party like we did at Columbus last season
4: yeah,
2: absolutely absolutely and uh, speaking of the, the defense You mentioned uh, the organization of the defense this year uh, Michael Parker stepped up uh, he, he, did, he was one of the players uh, in the MetroStars game That, that did, had a, I actually thought had a pretty good game uh, And for a rookie coming in there in his first playoff game How important was it that uh, he played well And uh, didn't show any nerves?
4: Well, we saw I don't know how much time you've got left But Ma- Michael Parker uh, uh, Stevie Nichol and I saw him down at the ACC finals last year and uh, the, sorry, the tournament, and um, it was on a, the most horrendous evening of football. It was torrential rain. The game should have been stopped, and we saw a, a player that has tremendous intellect for the game. Um, his awareness was was phenomenal, um, and we were had our fingers crossed in the draft that we could get him. I mean, plus the fact that he's a local guy, he's a fantastic kid. I mean, let's just analyse what this boy's done. He's played every single minute in his rookie season. He's played in a team that's won the Eastern Conference. He, I believe he's had one fairly bad game, which was the Metrostars game, where he he wasn't at his best. And, you know, we can say other people didn't play the best that night. But think about what he's done as a rookie in a back three. Not a back four, in a back three. And you know how intelligent you've got to be to play in a back three? I just think if that boy doesn't win Rookie of the Year, then there's something, something wrong.
2: Yeah, I was just going to say that Uh, There there was even talk last night Listening to the Fox Soccer Channel feed Uh, They asked the two announcers Who they thought was going to be Rookie of the Year One said Scott Seeley One said Chris Rolfe Does it it kind of seem weird to you That uh, the way that those two players Have been kind of big players Coming off the bench That a player has played such an impact on this team uh, Wouldn't be number one choice When it comes to Rookie of the Year
4: Well, I mean, don't get me wrong I think that Scott Seeley I I think he scored something like nine goals this season That's fantastic I, I mean, that's great
2: yeah, but then he was put on the bench uh, when it came right, time for the. Right, exactly, run. and
4: then and then, but when it comes to crunch time, I mean, I, I know that Rolf played yesterday. I don't know. I don't think he's been a prolific scorer. I, I think he's a very good player. He's going to be a good player in the league. But nobody has done what Michael Parkhurst has done. And you know, you, people can say, "Oh, well, we, we like to give it to attacking players." I think that I think the people who are saying that don't know anything about what they're talking about because you've got to understand. We're talking about football and we're talking about the modern game and we're talking about what a, a guy who's come in from Wake Forest it's a very strong program, yes but to come in and play in a three and do what he's done you know, amongst international footballers played against Ruiz played against Marina all these top, top guys you know, Ching and, and you can name them all, and, and not really been troubled I think is absolutely sensational
0: it must It must be a record. Uh, never any rookie came uh, came to MLS and played every single minute of the season.
4: Right, right. Well, already, I mean, he's always had some good tutors. Jay Vidovic at Wake Forest, we have, Steve and I have a tremendous regard for him as a teacher. I think uh, Michael learned a great deal when he was at uh, the IMG then in, in Florida. Um, he, is a, he is the consummate professional right now. He looks after his body, he's in the ice bath. Even when we're leaving on Friday before we left to go to New York, he's he's in, he's having a hot bath, he's icing down, he's stretching, he's doing everything that you want a young... Well, you want a professional to do, never mind a young professional, so... I just can't speak highly for the guy he's just he's just a tremendous a tremendous soccer player he's going to be a fantastic player for the US national team
1: well uh,
0: being uh, be, uh, learning from the two uh, good professors the you and, uh, and Steve R uh, it's uh, good to have good teachers like these two guys
4: well, that's very kind of you, Walter. Thanks very much. Well, I mean, you know, we, we, the way that we go about it, you you've been to the training ground with Stevie and I, we don't, we're not ranters and ravers. We like to support the players and, you know, we go about it quietly and individually. We like to talk to the players and it's just a, a slightly different style that maybe some of the players have got, but I, I firmly believe it's the way to go. I think, uh, I had that with, uh, so Webby Robson did that with us when he was at Ipswich and Don Howe, the great coach at Arsenal and, um, Doug Grease did it with Steven at Liverpool and Paisley and Fagan, and all these legends of the game so um, it sort of worked for us worked for us I'm sorry um, and I hope that it works for the ref place. well
2: we've got to wrap things up here uh, but I asked Steve Nickel last week uh, both of you have uh, great careers in England uh, how did you end up in in uh, Boston
4: um, well it was a s- strange journey I went in 88 when I finished um, I was invited over to Albany New York to play in the APSL uh, a guy called John Bramley uh, brought me over um, and I was a player then I was his assistant and then uh, John more or less let me run the, run the team and we were very successful uh, then I went down to San Francisco with Larry Calloway to the Blackhawks um, and then I went back to England from 93 to 96 and I came over to Arizona um, with basically n- nothing, to be perfectly frank, and uh, built up my own club, my own youth club. I had uh, five-year-olds to eighteen-year-olds. um had sixteen hundred kids in the club. Um, totally enjoyed that side of the game. Uh, then John Kerr asked me to come away with him at the, at the Bolts, the Greater Boston Bolts, and Harvard University. When I was a staff coach at the ESP for Adidas and. That's where the journey sort of ended. And then uh, I was a year into my tenure at the Boats as director of coaching. And John said, Stevie Nichols wants you to call him. I said, yeah, because they're great jokes as those two guys. They like to play a lot of pranks. And um, I said, okay. So I called Stevie and uh, we had a meeting and that was it. The well, rest is history.
2: Well, thanks a lot for joining us today and uh, good luck next weekend. Thanks,
4: guys, I've enjoyed it. Good, good night, right, Paul,
2: and good luck for Saturday.
0: We'll see you this week in training. Okay, thanks. Bye, Sean. Bye. Bye, and
2: we gotta, we got to wrap things up here But uh, before we go we'll Quickly look at the uh, other results Around the league uh, Chicago D.C. tied 0-0 on Friday night uh, That game Chad Barrett It looked like he had scored a goal But uh, called, off, called off for a foul also Moreno had a call for PK uh, And then also last night uh, Colorado Rapids at F.C. Dallas uh, Pretty good game uh, Lots of saves from Scott Garlick uh, To keep Dallas 0-0 uh, Dallas probably has the edge there Now going home And then uh, earlier this evening we had Los Angeles 3, San Jose 1. A very interesting game, probably the best game of the playoffs so far. Uh, Those two teams really going at it, and I think that's probably the marquee matchup of this playoffs. Exactly.
0: When you see goals like this, four four goals in the playoffs, it has to be a very good game. And uh, I think San Jose uh, has their backs against the wall because coming down from a 3-1 loss... It's going to be very hard for them to come back next week.
2: Well, they've certainly done it before coming back from four goals down, uh, I believe, in 2003. Uh, But we've got to wrap things up here. We can be heard every uh, Sunday from 78 p.m. on AM 1320, as well as over the internet at 1320thedrive.com. You can get archives at revolutionrecap.com, and you can get the latest revs news at anyrevs.com. I'd like to thank Walter for joining me today, and I'd like to thank uh, Paul Mariner for coming on over the phone.
0: You're welcome, John, anytime, and it's a uh, pleasure being here.